continue buying in and through your 401k, continue with your strategy, uh, buying in low. I mean, when it comes back up and it really pops again. And think about every dollar that you're investing into your 401k or IRA right now is you're buying stuff that's on sale. Absolutely. Yeah. Just be consistent. Just keep buying. Number 45, Lucky 45, Colt 45. Colt 45, and I just had my 45th birthday. You know what? Why don't we just do a little summation of year review, maybe? You want to do a year review, 2022, finish strong, Q4? Are we diving right in? Are we no pleasantries, Jeremiah? No. Oh, hey, welcome back. It's only been November 16th since we last uh, posted an episode. Seriously, November 15th? November 16th. November 16th. My dad's birthday. That's when we recorded last, or that's when we that's posted last? That's when we posted last, so we recorded like on the 12th, right? Which something we, like that. Which we had an episode, you didn't even, rec- it was so good, you didn't even release it. It was so bad, Oh, never hit the airwaves. Never. No, I think we actually have to do a, a couple uh, pleasantries, if you don't mind. First of all, that was right on the top. Top down. <laughs> there was no mix in that one. Woo! Well, I, you told me to put a splash on the top. Read the meniscus, my friend. Yeah, well. All right, so let's let's give a shout out to our friend Kyle Kylo Pierce, aka Kylo Beto. Heard of him? Owner, founder, superstar of the Mighty Forager. Rings a bell. He's a sponsor, correct? Yeah, great. He has you know up there in Howard City, they have food and whatnot. It's like Great Lakes Bold Regional Cuisine. You got all the words. They were out of order, but you did. You, did you know, what I think he nice appreciates job. it. Nice He's, he actually been hit us up a little bit for some more content because we are we pretty good. And uh, he dropped us off a beverage tonight, a bottle of of straight bourbon whiskey. It's called The Brothers Bond because we're brothers and brothers will bond. Hey, and, Jerry. Go on. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers bond. Brothers got a hug. Oh, that too. And so, they bond. So up at the Mighty Forager, they have a, uh, a signature cocktail. It entails some kind of uh, whiskey, if you will, and uh, root beer. And I, you know, I don't recall the name of it, Kyle, and I don't want to butcher your name or your beverage. It might be the Forager Special. We'll just go with it. The Forager Special, the Mighty Forager Special. And uh, it is a it is a tasty beverage. It's got some. Uh, I don't want to give away all the you know innards of it, but it's got some. It's There's got some, only two innards. I know. It's got some whiskey and some root beer. It's mm. all how you pour it, though. That is true. And uh, cheers. Uh, thank you, Kyle Pierce, aka Kyle Obeto. And he actually gave us a nice Christmas card too. I like to, you know, thank the forager. Yes, uh, thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Mm. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's not bad. No, it's I, good stuff. It's actually <clears throat> quite good. A little sweet, but you know, it's good. It's good. I'll, I'll be one and done with this cocktail. It's a little on the sweet side. It's okay, but it's good. Yeah, it's very good. So let's get let's continue on the sponsors, if you don't mind, Mister Mister Blake Haas the third. Oh, OD Brendan O'Driscoll Treadstone Funding. Yes, O'Dizzle. He'll get you a good mortgage right now, and he says, "Marry the house, date the rate." Oh, so yeah. don't worry about high rates right now. Just don't. go buy the house. You can refinance later. Don't Boom. worry about it. Don't worry about it. And Ray Ray Starks Starks Law. Let's get it on. Which is a good time. I want to give shout outs to those that I sent little Christmas presents. Some of our some of our biggest fans, I'm going to give them all a shout out, uh, Ray Starks and Zach Starks. Uh, they got POFU t-shirts. Oh, nice. And David Heisman, who was one of our early original listeners, and I think I promised him a t-shirt maybe like 14 months ago. Right. He finally got his t-shirt. And 
Brian Kuiper. He's oh, B. Kuiper. B. Yeah. Kuiper, he emails the, the show more than anybody. So he's one of our biggest fans. Appreciate appreciate the listenership and anybody else that wants a T-shirt, reach, I've got to, reach out to me. We still have T-shirts. The Muddy Blumentritz that reached out to me, I owe them two T-shirts. We'll, uh, Who? we'll hook them up. Uh, my, uh, my sister-in-law's um, family, giving us a shout-out. Okay. Martine, the dream. <laughs> okay. We got you, brother. We got you. Coming your way. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it has been a while since we've recorded. Right. We have lots of excuses. None of them good. None of them. But you know what it's all about? Jeremiah time. Jeremiah goes on vacation. Jeremiah is always traveling. Jeremiah doesn't make time for the POFU podcast. And finally, I pinned him down, folks. I said, hey, we got to record. Let's do this. Coming from the, from the guy that's uh, about to get married and completely lost all of his cojones. They're in a jar on the you know nightstand. He, he gone. Said the guy who's already married and lost his cojones right. five years ago. Good point. Excellent mm-hmm. point. Excellent point. Touche, player. So let's uh, let's catch it. Let's catch our, the listener group up a little bit. We uh, we ended uh, 2022. We've obviously into 2023, but we had you know January. We had a birthday for the Hoss. He's 45. Colt 45. Solid. So we're, we've got that in review. Uh, ben, why don't you kick us off? How did 2022 end, and and uh, how are you posturing? For 2023, let's do a little catch-up episode here. Then we'll get into some other great topics as we go through. Well, 2022 was a great year, Jerry. Great year on a lot of different levels. <clears throat> we wrapped up the end of the year, as you are aware of. I had almost back-to-back surgeries. Back-to-back. Let's got, get it on. Got the hip fixed. Okay. Got my nose fixed, which is still healing, by the way. But uh, I decided that 2022 was going to be the year that I get all the get all my ailments fixed because i had the the health insurance deductible maxed out oh look at the always taking it back to finance look at this guy exactly right so you got to play that uh play that to your advantage sure and by my calculation i think it saved me somewhere around three thousand bucks by just getting the other surgery done last year so it's like if i was ever going to do it that's when to do it so i got it done note to our listeners ben blake max out your uh health your health uh deductible and then keep on trucking is what I heard. <laughs> I do not recommend maxing out your health insurance deductible. However, if you do find yourself in a place where your deductible is maxed out, that is the time to get everything else done that you might want to get done. So you got like a BOGO? Is that what you're trying to say? Mm, just less out of pocket. It's got all, it. It's all how it boiled down. Okay. So I think uh, in the early 2022 when we did our goal setting episode, the financial goals, I actually fell a little bit short because I was looking to invest in uh, five new syndications last year. Okay. Or the you know the the cash equivalent of what we call five uh, or a certain dollar amount. I was just short of that, and um, you know, no real good excuse there. It, it boiled down to the uh, the state of the. What am I trying to say here? Rate, the- rates were high. Sure. Some refinances that I was. Uh, depending on did not happen so i didn't get some cash back uh we ended up just short of the goal didn't quite make it there but that's okay so we're we're just kind of retooling for this year and uh you know the uh the physical goal for last year was uh was to do 10 races and i didn't do 10 races either and wow you know i'm just full of excuses today player but i I can look at it as like an epic fail no no, i'm okay you know what i still i didn't lose any sleep over it uh, I didn't do as many races, at least in the fall slash or towards the end of the season because of the surgeries. But uh, you know what I decided? I don't want to use 
like the number of races as a goal anymore. So that's how my 2022 ended up. Well, excellent, Mr. Blake. Cheers to your 2022. <laughs> it nice was a great work. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely was. I didn't hit that financial goal, but we made some massive progress toward the end goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a little about my end of 2022. You know, I spent a couple of weeks in, uh, in in Hawaii on vacation. Went to the Maui Classic. It was phenomenal. If you ever get a chance to go out and check out the uh, the islands of Hawaii, it's uh, Hawaii, as they would say it. It is, it is a phenomenal place. A little on the pricey side, but what do you expect when things are on an island? It takes monies to get it there, and they're going to jack up the prices because mm, they can especially for sucker tourists like you absolutely <laughs> but you know one positive that came out which you didn't speak to but i will hoss because i you know I'm, this is the pofu podcast and we talk about uh the pofu which again is the position of uh financial freedom or fu if you'd like to go with that well i finish up a little refi action right i i discovered mm. a uh, a credit union a local one here in kalamazoo michigan and they're offering a one-year one HELOC for 1.39%. And I do have a little bit of debt right now, a little bit of leverage, because you, you know we talk about in our other previous episodes, I do enjoy some leverage, right? I like to, I like to invest uh, someone else's money at a low rate and return a high rate. So basically, uh, I'm, uh, I'm making money with someone else's money. Now, I am you know, using my house as collateral, but I still leverage, right? And uh, we discovered this this uh, this credit union, and it was one like I said, one point three nine percent. And, I th- and as the uh, interest rates seemed to climb, I do have a home equity line of credit was variable, and the uh, as my, as most HELOCs are. Yeah, In then fact, the rate I was I'm not aware of one that is not adjustable. And the rate was climbing. I think I don't forget. I don't remember. I forget the actual uh, what the at the height it was, and it's probably there today. I just we refied. It was north of seven percent. And at a pretty large, uh, pretty large uh, uh, line of credit in use, uh, it was a pretty, pretty big financial hit each month paying just interest. And it wasn't like I couldn't afford it; it was the fact that I just my stomach would churn Urgh! every time I had to pay that down and see the number at which I had to pay. Now again, I'm still in the black. I'm not. It's none of it's bad stuff. Uh, it's just the fact that it hurt to pay it, especially since it rose. So in early December mid-December, whatever it was, I closed on that. So I really finished a year strong by, you know, using, mm-hmm. using different uh, avenues to, you know, to uh, close the year out strong and, and actually save some money. So now I have one year at 1.39, and it's, it's, a, it's a variable rate, too. It'll go back up. I would forecast after the year. It's certainly going to increase more than 1.39. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, uh, I'm going to be prepared for that. I'm going to get that debt paid down. Unless, you know, there's another opportunity for me to make, you know, more money uh, with the leverage again. I'm, I'm not afraid of spending it, uh, you know, spending the line, using the line again. But uh, the gap would have to be larger. And gap, and that's been the delta between the uh, ROI on this investment versus the interest rate, which I have no problem spending. So I would say that, that, was, a very, that was a nice positive note going into 2023. May, we, may I ask you a question? Sure, go ahead. Regard? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you please. and I are both in the same boat with the using the HELOC. Oh, you're welcome for that, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. I also took advantage of the uh, of the 1.39 for a year. Thank you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's my question. So we were very comfortable using our HELOC where we were paying, let's just call it 3% interest. That was nice. And we were investing in 
in opportunities that would give us, you know, call it 10 to 12 percent. Right. And anything above that was gravy all day. Sure. So is it a fair statement to say that the spread of 7 percent was good for you where you're OK using leverage? Absolutely. OK. And that it doesn't have to be exact seven. But we, we were both say, hey, a 10 percent deal and we're paying three. We'll take the spread at seven all day long. Well, there's a couple of those advantages. So there's a couple of those. Hold on one second. There's a couple of advantages there. First of all, you can write off the three percent on for on your loan for tax purposes, and majority of those. Check your accountant on that. Yeah, well, I will. I'll, he better. I hope, and I hope you can at least. Um, hope is a strategy in certain days. Mm-hmm. And, the other, and the other plan is, you know, most of those, most of our investments, when we go into a syndication and buy a piece of real estate, they do pay for some taxes there. So I mean, it's it's a full seven percent. Okay. So here's my question. Go on. Let's say let's use seven percent spread as the benchmark. Lucky number seven. And let's uh, let's hypothetically fast forward twelve months, and your one point three nine intro rate is gone, and you're back to today's rates, which are let's just say seven percent. Yep. Are you saying then that you would not use your leverage unless you had a a deal that was projected at fourteen percent cash on cash or higher? What, see what I'm doing there is taking the seven percent you're paying, and you got you want your seven percent spread. Is that your magic number now? I think today I would say yes. Okay, and I get you know, but it depends on the deal. I want to make sure that's clear. There's always nuances to these deals we go in on. So I mean, is there going to be a big refi component? Where's the location of the asset? What kind of what what are we looking at long term? Because the, the challenge with some of our 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 investments, they take a little time to season. Can I say that to ripen, if you will? So they come out of the box a little bit slow, and they build momentum. So it's a tough pill to swallow to having no spread at all for maybe a year, and then seeing them, which, by the way, which we can't control their projections. So that that that's a little bit of heartburn, unless there was 100% guarantee, which would be hard to do in any deal, to guarantee, guarantee me the spread. Well, okay. Uh, are you done with your 2022 recap? Because I thought it might be a good uh, segue into current state of affairs with the whole syndication thing. Well, you know, I kind of look at that as part of the wrap up for 2022, but we can. Okay. We can, we can well, no, it. I didn't want to cut you off. No, no. I think that was kind of what I was going to parlay this into is, you know, 2022 was a good financial year. Um, and we'll get into the whole thing about goals and, and other things as we go on and progress. But but overall, still a good year. Did everybody hear that? I don't know if everybody heard that. I think you. I think I want you to say that again. Go ahead. By the way, the S and P five hundred was down what last year? Like twenty percent, seventeen percent. I don't know the exact number, but the S and P was way down last year. Sure. And what did you just say? Twenty twenty two was a good financial year. Well, I, I mean, I'm still for me because I'm still charging toward a goal, right? Yeah. So I'm still for for me. I'm still. I would say I'm still on track for my financial goals now. Now I agree with you, Jerry. I wanted right. to bring that up because I wanted to. I wanted to point out that even in down financial years for the stock market, you can still have great financial years as long as you're diversified and as long as you're tracking in the right direction. I I mean I I think that overall, if you looked at my my net worth, I mean. There's no, there's no, um, there's no secret that I took a hit like everyone else has. I would, I would assume that most people's net worth probably down twenty plus percent right now, based upon my four hundred one take four hundred one k probably took a nice hit. I get, yeah, your four hundred one k definitely went down. I yeah. guarantee your net worth went up though. Well, I'm, I guess I'm referring to my net worth based upon my well, my 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 number in my four hundred one k took a nice nice hit. Sure, I would oh, say absolutely. Yeah, mine you got know, crushed. 
Right. But I, but I look at it as, you know, there's, there's more money. There's more ways to make, well, we're in there. We're trying to wrap up 22 right now. So I won't oh, get into sorry, that sorry, sorry. I'm, we're, 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 di- we're, we're, di- we're digressing. We're digressing, but you know, going in the right direction. Well, I'll just, I'll just finish my thought there. are I mean, it is, the market is still very ripe right now to buy in low and there's money to be made here. Now <laughs> it's a little more twitchy for me because I don't, I don't have the cojones in certain cases to watch it go up and watch it come down and, and play that gyration game. I'm not that, not that smart, but overall still a good financial year of 2022 and looking forward to great things in 2023. So I'm going to wrap that up with it and you can take it from here. Where am I taking it? Well, I wasn't sure if you wanted to go and talk about the, uh, what happened to the Sindos in uh, 2022. Oh yeah. Some well, of the changes I, you know, that occurred. So we have sung the praises of syndications so many times. And I still sing them. Uh, I want to make sure that's clear. However, I thought we would give a little dose of reality on how syndications can be, I don't know, I don't like the word volatile to describe them, but they can be volatile in a sense that projections are not always going to be spot on. Well, they're not, where they're, we're not, go- they're not 100% bulletproof. Let's put it that nope, way. They are not. And there, there are no guarantees. And I do feel that they are still way more secure than the stock market. They're way more predictable. However, you know, the, the state that we find them in right now is they're, they are subject to uh, rate increases, as, as everybody is seeing right now, right? Rates are up in, up in the 7 and 8% right now, and uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the loans on these large commercial properties or, or large in, uh, apartment complexes, if they're not fixed, you don't get 30-year and 15-year fixed mortgages on these big properties, right? They're no, sometimes they're fixed for three to five. There's, again, a lot of nuance there. But, uh, you know, a handful of all the properties that we have invested in, they had adjustable rates. And so all of a sudden the rates go so high and the owners and operators had have to make decisions on how to absorb that cost. And so either you just pay the higher interest or you can buy rate caps or, or you have to refinance. There's a lot of different ways to spin it. But the bottom line is, is that our cash flow on our syndications is way down. The very first month where we really experienced a hit on the, on the, uh, on the cash flow, cash flow was down roughly 50%, would you say? And yep. then this past quarter, cash flow was down for me probably about 30, 35%. Now, all that said... While it's less money, it is still way more predictable than a stock market, right? Because we're talking cash flow uh, versus just straight appreciation in the stock and the cost or price of a stock. So syndications are not perfect. You got to make adjustments. Uh, they're not bulletproof, as you said. And so we're moving forward. We're still in a really good spot. Even though cash flow can be down, value of properties can still climb at the same time if they're doing the right things to add to the NOI. And we feel pretty confident that the the owners of the properties we're invested in are doing that. But long and short of it is, you know, cash flows down, which is disappointing. But I think we're in a good spot overall. Yeah, I think some of the reasons the cash flow down is because banks aren't lending right now. And we use different lines of credit and leverage, even on those big properties, to fund some growth. So we're having to use our own our own cash to fund the growth. And when you say our own cash, you're talking about the cash that the asset owns correct not, not your and i personal well, cash i mean yeah, yeah, yeah it's part of it our own personal yep. cash because we're not we're not getting the distribution so it's basically mm-hmm. uh, some of our own cash we're actually reinvesting back into our own units so i mean quite frankly we're not losing that money it's not like it's lost not like it's not going to be recovered i would say but we're using it as our own cash so not using leverage it's just 
another way to fuel our, our growth. So I feel like we're still investing in the asset overall and we'll get the money back on the, in the end one way or another. Yep. I think the real takeaway that you and I can probably agree on is we are so happy that we have partnered with reputable owner operators and they've made investments into assets that can absorb these types of hits like interest rate hikes. If you were in a, uh, a property that was over leveraged or couldn't uh, or the financials of the property couldn't absorb the, the interest rate hike, you could lose the property and you could lose your investment, right? Sure. So margin, like margin call. Exactly. That's not happening with any of our properties. And so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I think they're I mean, they're obviously a very sound owner operator. And these guys are uh, uh, very astute and they, they put us in, in different positions to be very successful uh, overall. And I mean, but I think it's 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 buying a good asset. Yep. Obviously based and they're a little bit conservative. I think some of their their tactics for underwriting and whatnot is very astute and very uh, conservative. Which is that's what you want. It today it's great. I mean, would you like some more aggressiveness? Eh, not today, you wouldn't. No, because you you'd be in a pickle today. So overall, twenty twenty two. Let's wrap this thing up. Good financial year. I'm sure people are like, oh yes, but you, but let's kind of look at your four hundred one k. You can't. I can't touch that dang thing for many years anyway. So I look at it as well. I would say to our listeners, continue buying in and through your four hundred one k. Continue with your strategy. Uh, buying in low. I mean, when it comes back up and it really pops again, because it will. I mean, that's what that's what trends. That's what that's what the historical data t- says to us. Just be ready and and, and stay to the state of the course. And think about every dollar that you're investing into your 401k or IRA right now is you're buying stuff that's on sale. Absolutely. Yeah. Be so, con- just be consistent. Just keep buying. Okay. Player. All right. That's it. 45. Wrap it up. 45. Episode 45. Just after my 45th birthday. And thank Cheers. you, Kylo. Thanks, Kyle Pierce. Get some. <laughs>